Southeast Radio's morning mix. Southeast Radio. Thank you very much for having me. Now, we like to honour people in Wexford and acknowledge people in Wexford who've won awards. You won a very prestigious award recently. What did you win? I did. I was awarded the by the All-Ireland Business Foundation, named as a business visionary for 2024. And that's also on the back of one of the Brian Cunningham Awards and also another All-Ireland Business Foundation Award for named as... Uh, Wexford Financial Service Provider of the Year as well this year. So it's going from strength to strength, thank God. And you had no hesitation. In it. It's you and your husband have taken on this business, is it? That's right. Well, I started it five, seven years ago and um, because because we've we've literally grown and grown, uh, James completely changed his career from the construction industry and he uh, became qualified with his QFA in August 2021. So it was ample timing because I needed to take on somebody else. So James has now joined me in the role as well. So it's a husband and wife team. So now let's look as we head into the weekend and people are thinking, I might spend a little bit extra here, a little bit extra there. And yeah, you need a treat, don't you? We, you can't, do. we can't punish ourselves too much. You can't. No. <laughs> but can we talk a little bit about making a budget and should it be weekly or monthly? What do you think? Um, I really think it depends, Alan, on the frequency of actually how you get paid. What's it going on? Are you paid weekly? Are you paid monthly? When are all your business? When when are all your bills coming out? Your mortgage, your car loan—is it your credit card payment coming out? When are fees due? It's it's all about being organised. So I think the first place to start, and most people have online banking now with the introduction of apps and, and online statements. Where is it going? What's it going on? What time of the month is it going out? Are all these are all your financial commitments being met on time? Are you running into your overdraft? What little changes can you make along the way to make sure that you're financially savvy going mm. forward? And there's a couple of ways to do that. And I suppose this is a great time to come in and talk to you about this because a lot of people have made New Year's resolutions, including perhaps giving up cigarettes, giving up alcohol. Twenty, A pack of 20 cigarettes, Alan, is €16.75 now. You know how much, say, for instance, 100,000 in life cover costs? 10 euros 10 per month. And, and you know, where's it going? What are our priorities? Um, and, and the thing I suppose not very many people realise that is if you give up cigarettes for a year and you're off them and you're willing to go into and make an appointment with your GP and get a cotinine test, you can actually go back to your life cover providers and say, I'm a non-smoker now and therefore your rates will be reduced. Similarly, a lot of people have a, a weight loss goal or target to meet or if you've met it and mm. perhaps your life premium or serious illness cover premium was loaded because of your BMI, you can actually go in um, have and have a review with a financial advisor and perhaps do a review of that. And next thing you could you could know that your BMI is totally normal and you could be on normal rates again. There's some little ways you can go in and, and be financially savvy, but there's a lot of budget apps out there as yeah. well to see where is it going, what's it going on. A good budget is quite good. Pocket Guard is quite good as well. Um, so I think people just need to sit down. Where is it going? And is there any little sacrifices or changes they can make yeah. to see what their money is actually being spent on? So what, what are the key components then of a solid budget in today's economic climate? Um, I, I think I think you do have to be organised with your money. And yes, we all like treating ourselves a little bit. And uh, the first thing I would say to anybody is if you want to get your budget right, invest in yourself, invest in your head, invest in your well-being, invest in your fitness. Just get your head right first and then everything else will fall into place. The 
the money will start to come because you've changed your attitude and therefore you're in a better place to be able to manage your finances instead of fearing it. And a lot of people do, or some people are embarrassed to come and talk to people like me who are a financial advisor. Don't be embarrassed, come in, make an appointment. Uh, Your initial consultation is completely free of charge. I would be delighted to sit down and try and help you make the changes that you need to. Mm -hmm. Um, Similarly, a lot of people look at their payslip and go, God, look at all this tax I'm paying. And, and then realise, gosh, I'm not in a pension scheme. I, I need to be saving some money. I need to get the tax relief on my pension, which if you're if you're on the lower tax bracket, it's 20 percent saving. If you're on the higher tax bracket, it's 40 percent saving on the on the uh, on your premium. And this money is being put away for you for when you're older. That's a great saving instead of giving it to the tax man as well. Now, the need to save for the future and manage your current financial responsibilities, it's a chicken and egg situation, isn't it? It, it really is, but I suppose I think that being financially savvy needs to be educated in the schools, Alan. It's not being done. It, you, you learn about from the business perspective uh, as regards uh, business in secondary school, but, but as regards your own personal finances, I think it needs to start from the outset. And I suppose some of the older generations, money was always a dirty word. You didn't talk about it. Um, you didn't, you know, sometimes there's a lot of what I call bar counter conversations and people like to boast, people like to let on and people like to give advice when they're actually not qualified. But I think it needs to start at home. The conversation needs to start at home. Children need to be taught to have good habits as regards saving their pocket money. I remember Mm. growing up and we had Cyril the Square little post office stamps that we used to go down for 50 cent. Build it up. Open your your accounts and, and let them save. Let them feel good about putting money away and therefore that habit will hopefully continue into into being an adult. And as long as you have the discipline, it's no bother to you. So if you start early on, you carry it with you through life. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. The other aspect of it is managing and reducing debt in an effective manner. Mm. What do you think? It, it's, always, it's always nice to be debt free in an ideal world. But realistically speaking, most of us have mortgages. Most of us have car loans. Um, the I think the most effective way to do that, if you happen to come into lump sums or if you're particularly savvy at saving, there's no reason in the world why you can't put a section by, put a lump sum by if you have it saved and try and get rid of your debt as quick as you can. Interest rates are only going up at the moment. We're all waiting for a, a central bank announcement to see where the interest are going. Interest rates are going to head. Um, they're going no, back up again. They're, they're, we're, we're waiting for announcement. Okay. I was just at a webinar yesterday, so we're we're waiting for that call. And but I mean, if you if you can manage it and you're you're, you're able to put some savings away, but the savings at the same time if whatever institution that they're with, they're not working hard enough for you, yeah. perhaps it's time to channel them into into making a goal of clearing your debt. Mm-hmm. And then when you have your debt cleared, starting afresh with your savings then right. and making another lump sum. Are there any specific types of debt, Aoife, that should be prioritised over others? Um, well, I suppose there's there's different types of debt. I mean, perhaps the, the mortgage is probably the most long-term debt we're, we're all going to face in, in this time and it's it's a hefty lump sum to try and pay off so I suppose realistically speaking that's that's possibly with you for 
25, 30 years unless you come into a lump sum or perhaps you've gone into inheritance or, or circumstances have changed. Um, but as regards car loans, I would try to keep them as short as possible. You know, mm. you're, you're talk a lot of people maybe put them over five years. I would perhaps think three, clear the loan, drive the car then as long as you can. It, it all depends on your circumstances and your budget, of course. Right. The landscape of retirement maybe is something we can look at further down the line. But even for the moment, a little bit of advice on this. What should you be planning as regards at retirement? Um, well, I'm really glad you brought that up, Alan, because I did want to speak about auto enrolment this this morning. Um, auto enrolment is due to come into the second half of this year. Personally, with the landscape of the political change at the moment and a, a general election looming, I can't see it happening and it has been kicked down the road for what about is it? 10 years. Auto enrolment. Auto enrolment basically means that if you're over 23 years of age and earning over 20,000, um, you have the choice to make whether you can opt in into an employer's company pension scheme or you can opt in to the auto enrolment government scheme which basically means that um, the initial contribution proposed is one and a half percent of your salary as regards contribution by both the employee and the employer as a contribution and also the state will give you 0.5 percent of your salary into I suppose, let's call it the government pension, but it's different to the state pension. Let's be clear on that as well. It is going to be phased, but the contribution requirements will be increased every three years by one and a half percent for the employer and employee reaching a, a total of 14 percent in year 10. So I think this is something that both employers and employees need to be very mindful going forward that this is going to be an added cost. But the employee has the choice whether to go down the employer private contribution route or... And what would that mean at the end then? On top of the state pension, you get this extra money. Is that what it works? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, look, it's been in the UK for a long time. So Ireland, of course, we're on the little back foot with it, but it is is coming in. Um, They've been talking about it for a long time, but I think we have much more clearer guidance on it now than what we have been provided with before. Lovely to talk to you. We're speaking to Aoife Caulfield from Caulfield Financial. You have your own comprehensive website. But just before we conclude, from all you've spoken to me about this morning, what is the number one priority, do you think? If you could take even just one item from what you and I have discussed, what would it be? I think that people just need to sit down and review their finances. Where Where is it going? And be financially savvy, particularly about their financial planning as regards their retirement. Everybody is guilty of putting it on the long finger. Nobody likes to talk about it. But for example, if you talk to a financial advisor like myself, we like to put it in simple and clear terms. And I'm very sure that you will come out an awful lot clearer than when you went in as after your appointment. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Southeast.